0: Hello and welcome to the Metapod Pokemon TCG podcast that revolves around the evolving meta. Sean has evolved into a more bigger-brained human being. He's watched a lot of videos lately, and we've seen a lot of news come out. Sean has Sean's got a lot of opinions. Sean, how are you? <laughs> I mean, I guess I've always had a lot of
1: opinions, <laughs> right? Like, yeah, that's, that's true. That's the but yes, I I have I am evolving as we speak. Uh, And I think I'm going from maybe a squirtle into a war turtle, the worst of the middle evolutions,
0: to be uh, honest. That's not true. That's not true. Oh, is
1: it? Not? So that what, is not true. Out of the, the, the original three, the original three starters, what is the worst middle then for you? What has Chespin evolved to? I said the original
0: three starters. I don't know about you.
1: Oh, yeah. Original three. That's War Turtles. The weirdest, right? Like Charmeleon's got its own charm. He's got swag. OK,
0: Pidgeotto is literally just a, <laughs> another bird. Like That's just another bird. Like you can't you can't just count Gen 1 like that because like Gen 1 is just so basic. Yeah, Gen part. 1 is very basic. I yeah. mean, you have to be basic, right? Because <laughs> if you start if you stop, if you start at like a 10, how do you go up? If you start yeah, a 10, at, at 10, if you started with Klefki. Where do you go from there? It's just, I'm a little yeah, keychain. Klefki's a great Pokemon. Is he, is he? He's a keychain. Yeah. Oh. Pidgey's just
1: a bird. Yeah, but at least a bird is an animal. A keychain <laughs> is a keychain. I'm Luke Metal. I, I'm Lucario and Mel Metal. I'm Mel Metal. I'm a I'm a nut. I'm just
0: I'm a big wing nut or whatever. Like yeah, Mel Metal cool. is a mythical Pokemon. It's literally just a <laughs> nut. That's it. Some mythical Pokemon, shot. There's only like one in existence, yeah. not really. There's way more than that. That mythical, Well, we <laughs> we got a lot to talk about today. We got not only five star reviews up the wazoo, but we also there was a ton of good products mentioned last week. The Intellion, uh, the Intellion decks, the theme decks, or whatever, the, the level They're two. Out. Those are out. If you have gotten those already, congratulations. If you've not, you can get them on the Pokemon Center as of an hour ago from this recording. It's like 2 p.m. Eastern time on Monday. They're still up on that site. Highly recommend if you not only need some Inteleon Vs and Vmaxes, but also if you just kind of want like a competitive, a semi-competitive deck. Like I think it was Celios I think it was celios that actually just posted a video either today or last night. That was like the Intellion deck by itself, like no changes to it can actually like win games like on ladder and stuff. So especially if you're a newer player, I think it's an incredible product. I mentioned it on the solo pod the other week. It's an incredible product. Highly encourage that you go get it. Yeah.
1: I I mean, especially I heard somebody saying that because of the best deck in the meta right now, like maybe, maybe it comes back. Maybe it's, you know, useful right now. So anyways,
0: maybe Pika just skyrockets again, and then (laughs) it dies again, (laughs) but we never know. But, Uh. but Inteleon is, is it's a cool deck. It's a cool uh, type, but also with some interesting meta developments Mm -hmm. within the last week, you know, maybe your, your Inteleon can actually one shot it. Mm -hmm. And we'll talk about, we'll talk about the meta a little bit today, but Sean, yeah. Got to go into the five-star review first yeah uh, we gotta talk about the glorious wonders i
1: i won't be able to show it on screen because apple is weird but jake has the five-star review so so shoot
0: <laughs> we we spent a good five minutes before the show we legitimately thought that apple had taken down the reviews because we just could not ref- on any podcast like we couldn't find it at first yeah. and then i was like oh i got it i got it i found it i'm smart you found it on this your phone. is from <laughs> sorry Sean, on your phone but we couldn't find it on the computer yeah i got it on mobile but not on the computer Crazy Cash Cow. Great show. Five stars. Great show to listen to when you want to stay up to date on the meta of the Pokemon trading card game. I found this podcast not long ago. And like many people recently, I've just come back into the game for the first time since I was a kid. I'd love to see an episode talking and how the meta has evolved over the last few sets. A good way to build decks. Keep up the good work. So, Sean, write that down. Keep up write the good work. Write that down idea. Talk about the last couple sets and how we've. We've been around long enough that I feel like we can kind of talk about like deck building in general. Yeah. You know, the last like two years. Cause we've both been playing like two years now, right?
1: We have, although I will say I'll be, yeah. We both been playing two years as of like, probably this month.
0: Yeah. Around like when team up came out or unbroken bonds, unbroken I think bonds. is when we started playing.
1: So, but I mean, it's weird to think that like the majority of my Pokemon, you know, life, I don't know has been during COVID where there hasn't yeah. been IRL.
0: And that's kind of weird, but it is kind of weird. I will say though, I might go to a locals this week. Oh, Maybe. nice. I like, I forgot. I thought the locals were on Thursday for, this isn't my OG store. My OG store is not doing it. IRL events anytime, anytime soon, which they're fine. Mm. Not doing that. And that's okay. I mean, you come when you're ready. Um, But this other place around, I thought it was on Thursday, but it's actually on Wednesday. Okay. And so I got to I got to maybe shift some things around if I want to go. But you got to be double vaccinated to go to this this league. And <laughs> um, and I am officially double vaccinated now. So got that I, I'm shot. thinking about it. I'm not 100 percent sure. I'm thinking about it.
1: Well, I mean, if you do go, I wish you luck. Uh, And I, I do you have newer cards have... to build newer decks? Or are you just going to be running peak around? Well, so
0: I actually for you'll be able to see it if you're on YouTube. Oh. I have single strike Urshifu. I bought this uh, deck box from Japan. They came out with single strike and uh, rapid strike deck boxes. And I have most of single strike Urshifu built. I'm only missing a couple cards, which is like the V maxes. But my buddy, Kyle, who I'm going to the league with, if I go, he buys play sets of all the, all the cards that are playable at least um, when sets first come out. Yeah. Um, And so he said he can slide me a couple uh, Vmaxes for the night, and that, the I mean up. that's really like the only deck that I want to play right now. Yeah, single strike Garchecku, either that or like Greensard or Orbital Vmax.
1: Yeah, I feel like er, er, single strike or Greensard, you're better positioned at those. But
0: yeah, Greensard is a weird play, one. Orbital is a lot of fun though.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I haven't been playing much uh, <laughs> Pokemon to be frank, but.
0: It's uh, up. it's Cilios Networks's Orbital list. Okay. I like it. It's it's fun. Orbital's a cool deck, but
1: I heard somebody it, Zach Lasage actually mentioned um, Orbital Galarian Rapidash as maybe.
0: Yes, I think with. that could be like a. I actually think that could be like a legitimate option. Um, it's a little bit tougher because you. Because you have like single attachments, whereas in like a Victini Galarian Rabidash deck, which we'll talk about later, like you have welder. Yeah. So that's like that that could be just like a place down boom boom. But like with Galarian Rabidash, I mean, I don't know. Maybe you can maybe you can try that because like a hundred leaving a Pokemon at a hundred health, like that's pretty nice because with zero energy, Orbeetle does sixty with its ability. So like yeah. if it just has one energy on it, you can knock out anything, which well, is kind of nice.
1: And then the spread damage that Orbito can mm-hmm. can do, you can not You can only stack s- that up yeah, quickly. You can set it up, you can set up so that like yeah, you leave it at 100, you put a few extra damage counters on, then you oco it with 60 or maybe a little bit more, and you can get some things on the bench too with um, some spread damage so you can steal those extra prizes quickly. So, but your point is your your point is fair about single energy attachments being a little sketch.
0: Yeah, but I also don't have any Galarian Rabbit Rabidashes, so I I don't think I could do that even if I wanted to. The only one that I have on PTCGO is from um, Edward Edward Valencia. Is that his name? Yeah,
1: yeah. Do you know yeah. who I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Edge Edge is Edge. Yeah, TTCGO. Edge is
0: how I it, Edge is their like online name, which is how I know <laughs> them. But I won one of uh, his giveaways and got one of the V's because I recommended a good anime.
1: Ha ha! Very nice.
0: Congratulations! Sean is still in light mode, I think, and watching Mm -hmm. dubbed anime. So Mm -hmm. we will. You got flamed in the comments. I did. I I got a couple of tweets.
1: I got a couple of tweets. So uh, yeah, you you monster! I will not back down. I will. I will stand my ground. So.
0: Nah, we love we love Sean for what he is. But you know what else we love, Sean? Wonderful products being released by TPCI. So let's look at the first one. We've seen a product like this before. It is the Trainer's Toolkit 2.0. Sean, this is off of Pokebeach.com. Trainer Toolkit revealed comes with Crobat V. Beautiful, beautiful Crobat V art. Uh, if you can see in the uh, in the picture there on Beach's website, it's a same Crobat V as we know, the one that draws a bunch of cards. Free advertisement right there. But Crobat V, <laughs> this art is. This art blows the other one out of the water and I think the other one is really really cool Sean. Yeah, I very mean, very good product. Pokemon going two times in a row. First with the Dedenne, now a Crobat. I will Just, say oh my god. The art is very nice on the Crobat,
1: but it is not it is still not up there with full art alt art Dedenne that we got.
0: Oh last. yeah, that d- that Dedenne That's is Dedenne. on another level. We're not comparing. <laughs> we're not comparing the alt Dedenne to the alt <laughs> Crobat. We're comparing Crobat to Crobat here, Sean. Yes, yeah. Got to stay realistic. But, I don't I mean, know if anything can beat that to Dene. But,
1: uh, this is great because, like, I'm sure you noticed this too, Jake. Amidst all of the uh, Pokemon shortage crisis over the last six months or more, you could almost always go into a store and find Trainer's Toolkits. You probably oh, still yeah. can find Trainer's Toolkits at your local game stores for retail or maybe, like, a couple, buck, couple bucks markup, um, which basically means that this product will also hopefully not have some sort of crazy markup and you can get all these cards and, you know, th- which is amazing because when rotation hits, Crobat will be that, n- will be dedene for next year. And um, yeah, that's the card that I think a lot of people were concerned, like, yeah, once Dedenne rotates, then Crobat's going to shoot up. And now that we've got like this Crobat, we had the promo from Shining Fates Crobat. you had the reprint of Crobat in Shining, and champions, champions path, path i think right or
0: no maybe it was shining fates actually anyways there was a reprint of crowback right.
1: so like this card is going to be like probably a dollar or two now which is absolutely. i don't know about a dollar but i it'll definitely like what is it at right now i think it's only at two or three dollars
0: Oh, yeah, on, let's, let me look.
1: let's. Oh, yeah, I'll let you look because I'm the one everybody's gonna see. My
0: crowbat V is three dollars, three dollars from Shining Fates, four almost five dollars from Darkness Ablaze. The shiny one from the promo is also almost five dollars, oh. it's less than five dollars. So, I might
1: you might get a playset like- of shiny crowbats.
0: I don't think I'll get a playset, <laughs> but I think I'll get at least one for the collection, Sean. Yeah.
1: But like that's that's an, that's amazing because like yeah that's pretty good. If the one is if one of them is three dollars and then this comes out in the toolkit, it'll be at most I think three dollars, and it might bring others down to dare I say two dollars because
0: I think the I think the Shining Fates one will probably get down to two dollars. Yeah. I mean this art is superior. This art is, is probably going to be higher than the one in Darkness of Blaze, which is going to make the Darkness of Blaze one probably go down to like I would say a little over three dollars maybe like three and a half yeah pretty high
1: the only reason the darkness of blaze one would ever be worth more is for collectors who are like oh no this is the og hard to get one
0: sure like whatever guy cool. i just, I just cool, want cool. a good pokemon card <laughs> anyways this is going to be the art that's coming in it's going to retail at 30 dollars again like i i believe the other trainers toolkit was 30 dollars as well yep correct me if i'm wrong but it comes with a lot of stuff. 50 useful cards that come, including dozens of trainers and copies of Crobat V. Probably here in the next couple of weeks. weeks, um, we will actually see like what those trainers are. I remember a couple of weeks before the trainers toolkit came out, uh, the first one, we saw an image of someone who opened one of them and showed the contents of inside. And you saw like the boss's orders and the greens. And the I think welders came in it too and stuff like that. So... Hopefully some very good ones you get special energy and 100 energy cards probably 50 of them are fairy energies four Pokemon TCG booster packs to expand the collection I would assume that it's probably going to be like darkness ablaze uh uh battle styles and then two chilling rain. that's going to be my guess okay i like that do we know the uh, release date for this I Does don't think a release date has come. Oh, August 6th. It says up at the top. August okay. 6th is the re- release date.
1: You're almost certainly right then about double chilling rain because that'll be the set. Because they're not going to have the, the the August set in this evolving skies or whatever.
0: Yeah, so, that was announced. Yeah, we, we do. We're not we, even. We're not that's not even on that. our list of topics <laughs> no. today.
1: Um, but yeah, I, I I love this. Now the question for me is like the fifty cards they put into last year's deck. Obviously, a bunch of some of those trainers are rotating, like greens, like you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, boss's orders was in the last one. They may put boss's orders again into this toolkit, which would be fine.
0: They um, put the Lysander boss's orders in, though.
1: Oh, yes. I think you're right. Because
0: remember, there's there's more boss's orders yeah. now There's and more professor's research. So, like, the next if I don't think we'll get another professor's research, but, like, well, definitely it's going to be like all post rotation stuff. I feel like, cause this is going to be yeah. really close to rotation, right? It's like two weeks out of rotation.
1: Yeah. I would be absolutely amazed if they had anything that rotates in the set. So I think research, um, maybe a couple of, maybe Marnie's again, but. I'm oh trying yeah. I think of what else. Get some non
0: hollow Marnie's. I'm trying to think. of Um, what else I feel like you get in? Sonya's Sonya's have been in a lot of theme decks. I feel like okay. you're going to get some of those. Um, balls. probably, what?
1: You'll probably get level balls in this one
0: though. Yeah. Level balls, quick balls for sure. I think you'll definitely get those. I have. We have a. We don't have a switch card in Sword and Shield on. Like a basic generic switch card, right?
1: I think there was a switch in Sword and Shield base.
0: Oh well, I then if there say, was, then we'll definitely have that. Um, I air balloons know. probably. I, is tool scrapper.
1: I can never remember exactly. Cause we haven't been playing for so long Yeah, so rebel, clash. Tool tool Scrapers, Scrapers, rebel clash tool scrappers rebel clash.
0: Probably get okay. some of those two of those. Yeah. Um, just a lot of like good post rotation stuff in my opinion, especially if you haven't been getting a lot of cards right now. Cause panini pandemic going on right now. You also get 65 sleeves, 60 for your deck and then five extra in case they start to rip and things like that. The sleeves I'm curious about the sleeves I'm wondering if they're the same consistency as they've been through the ETBs and stuff, um, because though, do you, do you know, like the difference? So like you get a uh, unbroken bonds. So the sun and moon era sleeves and then the the uh, like battle styles, shining fates, like those sleeves. Yeah. Like I wonder which kind it's going to well, be because the Shining Fates and Battle Styles ones have been awesome in my opinion. Have you do you remember the sleeves that came with the original trainers toolkit? They were really I nice. did not. I did not buy one of those. I just bought uh, the promos.
1: I I would have to dig through stuff to find them. I have a bunch. I have like uh, like a couple hundred
0: of them. But send me a picture and I'll put it in the YouTube video at least.
1: Yeah, I'll try to remember to send you a picture, but they were really nice looking. I wish they played better.
0: They, yeah, the they old came with like, a lot of dings. the old like sun and moon and like early sword and shield. So like, I believe darkness ablaze was the last set before they changed the, the type the of sleeve? sleeves and like those, those prior to, uh, shining fades. I don't think that they were good. They were well, good for collection purposes and putting them in the binder, but like they ripped too easy. They didn't like shuffle. Well, in my opinion, well, like, I will- the trainers toolkit from last year were different from
1: either type of sleeve. They were like, a they were mat- different
0: from either yes, type. They were, they
1: were a matte finished back with a slightly, um, I want to say sl- slightly more opaque front. And they, 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 they shuffled, uh, you know, potentially much, much more nicely. So it was like better than a typical ETB sleeve at the time, but not quite at the level of a dragon shield. If that makes
0: sense. Right. Okay. I was going to say, cause the dragon field, dragon shield not sponsored message by the way the dragon shield matte sleeves are some of my favorites
1: yeah they weren't that good but the problem people had was the way that they were packaged um into like this the the way they sealed them um the actual sleeves themselves a bunch of them ended up like with the corners bent Uh, and it's like
0: the quality control issue that people have been screaming about for the last several sets
1: and it's like well these aren't tournament legal anymore because they're all marked What have you done? But they were really nice in theory. I will grant them that. They were really nice sleeves.
0: But yeah, you get dice, the rule book, condition markers, code card, all that stuff so you can upload it. But this shot, I I love the idea of the trainer's toolkit. The first one was a big hit, got you a lot of great things. And now we've got this one that's going to be great for the rotation when IRL events come back, probably as we suspect, you know, in minimal, you know, in, in like September. You
1: know what? I'm I'm going to say this now. Uh, there's one person from the Pokemon company that may or may not listen to the pod. Steven, I'm going to say to Steven, can you convince them to make an expanded trainer's toolkit?
0: Oh, my God. Please reprint A specs or ban them. They don't God. even need to be hollows. You can make. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to yell. <laughs> make them
1: non hollow versions of A Just Just anything. Like, imagine if they did that for expanded. Now, that, from what I also hear, this is like a tangent. Expanded is trash right now. Uh, oh, yeah, say expanded is just... every
0: a lot of people just hate expanded right now. And it's it's people are blasting for lucid to be rebanned. Yeah, they're so, like, OK, we tried it. It's it, it was cool at first, but now it's like. Now it's but, overwhelming, but say.
1: if they if they actually cared about expanded and fixed it, a product like this for expanded would I actually think it would sell really well and it would go a long, long way towards making that a format that stores supported again.
0: Yeah, because I think the one issue with expanded is there's just not as many people. I mean, you look at when we had like IRL regionals and stuff like the numbers of like expanded regionals compared to standard regionals were just way smaller. Even though like they were in areas of like uh, Dallas, Dallas is like a big area. You would think that there's a lot of players there. You know, the population is big, things like that, but it's expanded. So like didn't really want to go. So I, I just wish like. Those old cards, like the A specs, the way that the hollows are made, they're just not great over time. You know, like a switch card from base set, it does not warp like a computer search does from yeah. whatever black and white set that was Yeah. right. Like the, the computer searches gets way worse, way fast. And I know people and I've, we've talked about on the pod that have actually been like disqualified. disqualified or gotten round losses because their cards were warped too much. Yeah, just because of age. It's like, okay, $45 for another computer search. and It's like, no. <laughs>
1: um, but yes, we're super excited about this. The other product, Jake, if you're ready to move. Oh,
0: my. You saw me <laughs> blow up about this on social media. Oh, my God. Sean, <laughs> the Marnie Premium Collection, tournament collection, I'm sorry, revealed. Holy bejeeber, Sean. It's finally coming. Mm-hmm. So... Through Shining Fates, we saw a wonderful, beautiful Marnie full art that never, uh, or I'm sorry, Shiny Star V was the Japanese name of the set. It did not appear in uh, Shining Fates, and we were like, "Oh my God, where?" And then Japan also released a series of promo cards. If you scroll down a little bit, you'll see the the three cards of Hop, Bead, and Marnie with their little signature, and they've got unique arts, and that's absolutely gorgeous. And I need them all. Um, I wanted to buy them in Japan because I didn't think that they were actually going to come to the u s. But now they are. And I'm very excited. But I wonder though, if it's I wonder how their names are written, though, in the English version, like if it is it so like that, or does it like write Barney or uh, does it write like English hop or whatever or whatever language it's in that's... you know it writes in that native language? I don't know.
1: I would that's a really interesting question because, like, I'm assuming they would change it because that would be super weird. But I mean, I don't know. It's they'll probably
0: change do we it. I mean, like, do we have like cards that have Japanese text on them? Well, no, we have cards that are Japanese text on them. But do we have like promos of Japanese that have writing on them like this that have come to the rest of the world? And like, what does it look like for the rest of the world? Because they don't have pre-release promos in no. Japan, right?
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't think there's any promos that I know of. There might be some out there. I'm not the most expert in this area. The closest thing I can remember, though, is remember the the Mega Charizard full art cards that back in the day. Like
0: oh the yeah side? they they have the they have the big so like thing on them. There was a big block of
1: Japanese text, and in the
0: Japanese
1: version, it was English text. Mm-hmm. So like, there is some precedence to a degree of like having art that is a language be converted for non-Japanese markets. Uh, But that was like, you know, um, what's it called? There's like, you know, there's like a a way, like a design style in Japan of putting like flavor text or like English decoration text, even if it doesn't mean anything. Um, And so like putting Japanese is kind of like the same for a Western audience.
0: That's like in anime. We keep, we're going to become an anime podcast. We're like... (laughs) There's the phrase like "thank you so much, best of <laughs> They say that, and like I, I heard it one time. It was like the first time I heard it. I was like, "Wait a minute, was that was that Japanese?" And I asked some people that are avid like anime fans that have been to Japan, and they're like, "That's like that's like a Hollywoodized mm-hmm. thing." But I guess it's like the same concept almost. Uh,
1: but in terms of what comes in this box, is like it's not just that it's like a very expensive or will be very expensive box with one promo. Uh, it comes with four foil promo cards, which is big. I think it's going to be what one of these and three of these, or maybe two and two. Split.
0: Well, we, we know that there are at least two of them are going to be those two cards. We know at least two of them are going to be those two cards. I like have this weird feeling that you're right. It's going to be a one and three, or they're going to throw in the hop and the beat.
1: You're right. They might do that, that as I, well. I doubt they would, they're not going to make these two into their own collections because they're not oh, really yeah. fan favorites. <laughs>
0: <laughs> i mean loves. marnie is an insane card yeah. like they made marnie knowing that it was going to be one of the better like supporter cards in the format
1: yeah i i agree i think it's going to be you'll get these two and then you'll get the bead and the hop alternate as well down here as the other two
0: i just know that i have to get it because i need that full art marnie because the other one is super expensive and i'm never going to be able to get my hands on it sean but this Uh, this box, this collection is going to be posted for $40. You get $40 for this milk carton box, along with a bunch of stuff, the fourth promo uh, foil card, seven booster packs. That's a big deal of why this is $40 because it's got almost double the packs as the trainer's toolkit. Get the Marnie deck box, which you can see there, which is phenomenal. 65 card sleeves as similar to the toolkit. I believe the card sleeves are going to be the same Mm -hmm. design as the box um it would be interesting if it was the same design as the full art i think that would be kind of cool because like the because like usually they're the sleeves and the cards are a little bit different uh, it's probably going to be the one of her sitting in the bed smiling yeah, but you also reuse. get the con, uh condition markers dice all that jazz as usual but the, man i love this product yeah free marnies almost
1: i i mean this is definitely i already have a play set of full art marnies from you know the before times
0: that's like my friend Kyle. He has a playset full of Martys, and when he bought it, I was like, "Dude, you're spending a lot of money for those playsets, Martys." And now he's looking at me like, "One of these is worth the entire playset that I bought at the time."
1: <laughs> right, like I bought them all in like January like of COVID. Yeah, um, but I, I'm still tempted to get this because this this full art is the superior full art. Let's be frank.
0: Hey, if you if you buy a playset, that could you could you. Sell me at the at the Metapod discount one of the Sword and Shield <laughs> Marnies.
1: The, I could I could I could uh I could probably swing that for you. I could get you a Marnie. if I get. I'll, I'll
0: trade you some stuff too uh-huh, if you uh-huh. want. But
1: anyway, I just
0: <laughs> need it for them. It's like it's, it's it's it's. I've got most of the full art supporters in Sword and Shield because like I've started to realize like get them like when they come out. Yeah. Before and not the be like text. in a situation from like Team Up before in Black and White where yeah. they're like super expensive now, and. Marnie's like the only one I don't have. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's heartbreaking. But you know what is not heartbreaking, Sean? What is that? (laughs) The current meta, right? Well, I mean, it is kind of heartbreaking. It is a little heartbreaking.
1: We'll switch over to the meta, though.
0: (laughs) But anyways, there's some new stuff that's popped up in the meta currently right now in the Pokemon trading card game standard format. We're looking right here. Chill Series 31. I think this is a good embodiment. Of a deck that actually did super, super well that a lot of people are talking about because a new promo released. And that is, um, uh, what God, what, Victini, what did Galarian um, Rapidash? What it is, Victini and Galarian Rapidash. But what did uh, Luke and uh, Sleepy Dreepy call it the other day? It was a playoff of words on My Little Pony. um. My teeny fire pony. pony. My teeny pony. Oh, okay. Just get it, McTeeny Pony. Yep. You know, uh, anyways, it's a clever name. But as you can see right here, this is a winning list from the Chill TCG series. Sean, can you remind me of the, the name of the player from Japan? Um,
1: uh, Koichi Kimura, I believe.
0: Okay, yes. Kimura uh, ended up winning with this list. This is a pretty standard list. I think this is a pretty decent list that you can find playing... You know, the Victini line, the 3-3 line. It's got a bunch of other, it's got a couple other like attacker packages. You know, Heatran, very good Pokemon that I think you need to put in all fire decks, all fire like welder based decks. You got your Reshiram and Charizard, which is awesome for things like Decidueye or Altaria. Things like that. But you also have this Pokemon Galarian Rabidash V. So this was a promo that came out the other week. Um, that we kind of like glossed over, but a lot of people have been playing around with this and having a lot of fun. For two colorless energies, you can put one of your opponent's Pokemon to 100 health left, right? No matter what Pokemon they are, you know how, no matter, well, I think they have to, I actually don't know the ruling when it's, like if it's a uh, Chinchino with 90 HP, I don't know how that works. I I guess it it just doesn't do anything. I think it would do nothing.
1: But Jake, you you mentioned like we kind of glossed over it, but... I actually went back and listened to the pod where mm-hmm. we talked about this. Because we did it in the um, Ice Rider. Oh, did
0: we? We did. Uh-oh. We talked
1: about it. No, no. It, it's good. Don't worry. Because okay. what we talked about, I was going to try to pull up the uh, audio, but I'm lazy. Uh, but we actually mentioned like how like we were going to pass by it. But then we were like, wait, wait, wait. Hold on. There might be something to this card. There might be like, cause we we talked about the first attack leaving him at hundred. Now the one combo we mentioned that I haven't seen yet is Giant Bomb with Galarian Rapidash V.
0: Yeah, I just don't like Giant Bomb. No, I, if we had Adventure Bag in the format, like the Giant Bomb would be so much better. I think with a deck like this, but
1: no, I I, I don't agree, see it. I agree that that it's not ideal, but we also did mention this could be really interesting in a Welder deck because it's colorless. Ding 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 ding! I mean, I don't want to say we called it because did I didn't not say remember Victini. saying
0: that, but Sean did.
1: <laughs> I, I when I saw that this popped off, I was like, "Why does this card remind me of a conversation I've already had?"
0: Welder's good, Sean. Oh. Use welder; it's a great <laughs> card. <for>
1: <laughs> but but we we did you know land on the same concept, which is that leaving them in a hundred feels like a good thing. We didn't get to Victini. That's not our doing, but...
0: Yeah, that wasn't that wasn't something that we thought of. No, but, but we got halfway Victini there. Victini's pretty good because, like, here's the thing. Um, let's say you're facing ADP, right? Let's say you're facing ADP. Max victory does 100 damage, but if a, if your opponent's Pokemon is a V, it does 120. Well, Arceus Dogopalkia is a GX. It's not a Pokemon V, so it can only do 100. With Galarian Rabidash, though, you know, the idea is you go second, or something, you welder her onto Galarian Rabidash V, you put that ADP at 100 HP, and then Victini comes in cleanup crew. Yeah, You know, Victini comes in and just whacks it and, and destroys it. Or you could go Heatran if they put, like, a big charm on it or something like that to give it more HP. Or Reshiram Charizard or whatever. Or, and it's what
1: what Luke, uh, oh no, what Zach was saying, and other people, are like Tool Scrapper and Tool Jammer are probably a good idea in decks like this because of those giant, uh, mm-hmm. those big charms. Uh, that can really throw your math off. So it's like, uh yeah, maybe you should be running that in this deck.
0: It's it's pretty interesting, but tool scrapper is one of those that you can like I mentioned with the idea of like um Heatran, the Reshiram Charizard, you know. I think if you go like a tool scrapper, maybe you get a you you stop using the Nets package. Um, so you take yeah. out like the Jirachis, the Nets, the Garatina, and maybe you put like I I don't know, uh, some fire crystals in there, a one of Blown, you put a tool scrapper, tool jammer, thing of that nature. But honestly, like, here's the great thing about Victini. This is something that I think people should pick up now. I think people should get their Victinis now. I feel like if you can get Galarian, Rabidash, I think getting two of them is fine. I think getting two of them. I've seen people play one. I've seen people play two. Um, I think those are both pretty good numbers because... I mean, I think Luke put this pretty well. I've been watching Luke lately because he's been doing Players Cup at night and I I enjoy watching his gameplay because he's a buddy of mine. Anyways, what he said is what's great about Victini is because Victini doesn't need welder. We saw Gustavo Wada, this was a couple weeks ago, maybe even like over a month ago, do well in a tournament with a Victini deck having three welders in it, right? Didn't even need to play a play set of all welders, which is unheard of i don't know if we've ever seen a welder deck or a like fire based deck not have four welders in it and allowing you to do those things and i think once welder rotates victini is it's still gonna be good yeah right and it's likely gonna be able to hit 220 on basically everything Uh, i mean without crushing hammers at least maybe you even play bead in these victini decks right
1: yeah i mean also if you think about um what you could pair this with uh shadow rider calyrex is a good is a good pairing. Um, I, does Shadow Rider say you can only attach it to psychic Pokemon? Or is it just attached to um, psychic? I don't know. Energy? Let
0: me look that up. But I, I think that it would be a good idea to to put this with a Shadow Rider Calyrex, because then you could lay down, attach, use Calyrex's ability, and yep. then you'd be able to use the hundred the hundred damage thing.
1: Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. And if it's only psychic, then the Galarian Rapidash is still useful. But I'm saying Victini. Shadow Rider and Galarian Rapidash. So that's your acceleration engine.
0: Oh, uh, I don't know. Cause like we're gonna lose Energy Spinner. We're going to lose Giant Hearth. Like it's gonna be really hard to find like Fire different energy? energies. We're gonna lose Viridian Forest. Um Yeah. Like we're gonna like we're gonna lose the different um energy search. Yeah, so it's it's like like all you literally have for energy search in the format, I to my knowledge as of right now is like the literal energy search card that some Japanese players are playing in ADP training court. You'll still have training court for what that's from hard. the discard though. You got to get the, I mean, uh, it's not the worst you could,
1: but I think the the reason it wouldn't be so bad is because instead of welders, you're going to be running professors research in here now.
0: So, but also the, the shadow Calyrex riders only into psychic Pokemon. Oh, okay. So it doesn't work on Victini, but it works on Galarian Rapidash. But remember we have yeah. things like uh, Energy Switch I believe is in the format post rotation.
1: Yeah, I believe so. Um, maybe
0: maybe not actually. Well, um,
1: but I mean the point I think the point that we're making is like if the purpose of Victini Vmax is that it's never going to attack first, Galarian Rapidash is always attacking first. So you could, you know, if you think about each turn order if you go um, first instead of second, you can get the second energy onto Galarian Rapidash and get an energy onto Victini on the same turn with Shadow Rider. Yeah. Um, and then you're playing, and then you're drawing cards. You can also play research to find more of that energy. I don't know. I, I think there's, uh, you know, you don't turbo have to Turbo Patch more is a card. Yeah. Turbo, you could play Turbo Patch if you like coin flips.
0: Uh, <laughs> I feel like with Crushing Hammer running around, if you're a welder deck, like I feel, I don't know, this doesn't play Turbo Patch. They're a single attachment, but Energy enter, Crushing Hammer just obliterates Astartes.
1: It does. I my main thing will be wondering whether or not um, Crushing Hammer will actually be as important because a lot of decks will have acceleration after rotation. It's just that weirdly, Fire won't be one of them. Yeah. And, but like most of the other archetypes like you know water will have melanie um other decks will have other forms of acceleration uh like psychic or uh, I feel Rass like also
0: serum. maybe you don't like we were talking about comboing this with Victini. I feel like you don't because of the Cresselia. The Cresselia that's coming that's like a reprint uh, yeah. of Volcanion for yeah. psychic pokemon like you might as well just like make a psychic box. I right mean, sure i i'm just trying to keep the dream alive with victini Galarian. i Drafton. hear you i hear you my guy <laughs> i hear you but uh, you know i think that victini <laughs> is still like a really good card that i yeah. i really think you should buy i really think you should buy it
1: um but obviously like this deck was the one that came out of the woodworks last couple weeks and you know jake i sent you the um, list of the spread this is by our friends at dino data i believe
0: Well, they changed their name to trainer, trainer, trainer Hill, trainer Hill. Hill.
1: So, but they, they keep a really good spreadsheet of all the decks that are played in these online tournaments and Victini uh, and specifically, I think it's Victini with Galarian Rapidash took the top spot last week in terms of the total decks by
0: placement.
1: Um, Also by frequency, it was
0: 12.7% of the meta share. Yeah.
1: Um well it's 12.7% up by placement. So it's oh, like a that but that's like still a, like the, yeah. that's still really good, right? Yeah, and but in terms of by frequency, there was 160 Victinis with Glaring Rapidash to 147 Eternitas and 141 ADPZ. So also ah. also the most played deck of those tournaments.
0: So but ADPZ, if you look at it, where is ADP? It was seventh in terms of placements.
1: Yep. So it's uh it's kind of, I it's always been one of those decks that gets played a lot, but doesn't really win all that much.
0: Yeah, it's to- one of those things where like you have to play a deck that beats ADPZ due to the frequency that it's played. You know, Sean, you just mentioned it's the most played deck in this segment that we're referring to, but it's not doing as well. People are finding all these other decks, you know, Luke Metal, uh was kind of on the rise, and then McTeenie came around and now Luke is coming back down a little bit. Well or er, U2 boom is yeah. somewhat coming back, which is interesting in my opinion. Rapid Strike Urshifu is somewhat coming back as well. Um there's a lot of interesting stuff going on, I feel like, in the format. I'm interested to see. This is completely way off the rails. <laughs> I want to see Tapu Coco V Max post-rotation.
1: I I you know, I think that will be exciting post-rotation. I think we talked about it in the pod last week, and somebody else, uh, or a couple weeks ago, and somebody did shout us out on Twitter uh, and said that if we do, when we do the next tournament, that we should do a Sword and Shield on. And I actually feel comfortable if doing Sword and Shield on post Chilling Rain, because once we get past Chilling Rain, that's a large enough pool of cards that I think it will be largely representative of what like the meta. That's
0: like pretty be. much what we're going to be playing when yeah. post rotation starts right if sets are delayed a month right yeah I, right now i don't so that means that we wouldn't get the next set until september
1: yeah i mean yeah assuming that we that evolving skies gets pushed uh, till september there will be like a month window where all we're gonna have is sword and shield through chilling rain um yeah and to me that feels like okay this is the right window to actually see what post rotation looks like because my opinion, I said this before. Before that, I, who knows what they're going to print next? Like, any indication of what you're going to have. Like, is Zacian going to be good? I mean, probably. You it's know just what a dies?
0: Almost. Uh, you know what dies? What? Eternatus. Because Path to the Peak.
1: Yeah, Path to that the Peak That card's insane. Brutal. Oh my gosh. It's just you're constantly discarding Eternatus' bench. Although. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it, that's bad. Although... It turns Eternatus off. Yeah, yeah. So it turns the Eternatus ability off, so they'd have to discard. Um You
0: mm-hmm. have to bump the stadium. Like you have to play four stadiums that are gonna help you out. And what I mean, what what helps you out? Well, even if you play rotation? the four stadiums,
1: Chaotic Swell is rotating. So
0: Yeah, so like you have to you have to find your card and then you have to play it and then you have to fill up your bench.
1: Yes. If you're using, you're filling up your bench, you have to basically fill up your bench when you want to attack and not before.
0: And I feel like they're going to have to play like Ordinary Rod because uh, not only yeah. do we have Crushing Hammers in the format, but also like you need to get Pokemon back if they're constantly being discarded, right? Your Crobats will help you at least get draw support. Like, because every time you're gonna have to discard your your bench, you're always gonna get rid of the Crobats, right? Yeah. Because like, because you don't want those two prizes on the field, you know that can easily get blown up by Victini V and Vmax. So, like, you get the ordinary rod to fish them back in, and you play can't play Pokecoms, but you can play Great Balls. You can play Level Balls for like a Zigzagoon if you want.
1: Yeah. I think Level um, Ball will be a big thing for Zigzagoons.
0: I think level ball is kind of cool, although its only purpose would be for Zigzagoons, and I don't know how valuable that is, to be honest. I mean, unless you're playing scoop-up nets, then maybe it's considered pretty valuable, but honestly, in a deck like Eternatus post-rotation, I don't think you should play like a scoop-up net package.
1: I think Eternatus might also start playing the new Spiritomb that places damage counters based on the number of Pokemon in the discard. Like, to me... That seems like a really good addition because it's a single prizer that can actually attack and fix your math. Late game. I'm like, uh, okay.
0: So I, I don't know. Does I th- it go to one Pokemon or can you spread it around? Um, Like Dragapult's damage counters. That's a really good question. I feel like it's just on one Pokemon. If I had to take a guess. And I it think it's on like it was, the active.
1: Uh, yeah, I, I think it would be pretty OP if it was more than one because then that... That can turn into, like, Mewtwo and Mew, or Espeon and Deoxys' GX attack. And that was such gross. a cool
0: GX attack. It's a great I hated GX it attack. when I was playing Pidgeotto Control, because you get a Mewtwo that somehow builds up all the way to that GX attack, and then they use it, and then bye-bye, okay. bye Pidgeotto. Like, see you later. Ugh. Hasta luego.
1: Well, um, yeah, but I, I so yeah, I think that that will be a really good opportunity to do a Sword and Shield on that is actually telling. Um, yeah,
0: it it feels more fulfilling than, like, just... Like when people were doing sword and shield on to like rebel clash, which there's no problem with that, right? You run your tournament. However you want to, it's just like two sets versus five sets, mm-hmm. six, six sets. If you count like shining fates two and champions path six. Yeah. 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 Or it's like seven. Wait, sword and shield base, rebel clash, there's darkness Ablaze, vivid, vivid, vivid voltage, voltage, champions path, shining okay. fates, chilling rain, seven.
1: Yeah. Okay. Did we? T- did you get battle styles in there? Oh, battle sauce. That's eight. eight. There you go.
0: That's even better. It's because we had two. Seven's special better styles. than eight, yeah. or eight's better than seven. Um.
1: Yeah. No. I, I mean, I'm I'm super excited about it. Outside of that, though, like, I mean, the rest of the meta. Just for everybody out there who I know we haven't talked about the meta for a while now. You know, Pikachu, Luke Metal, Eternatus, ADPZ. I, I think the biggest changes since we've chatted is probably like I think control is uh, can is slowly creeping its way back up, like in some form or fashion in a couple of versions, but uh, still very underplayed just because it's not a deck people like to play.
0: And, then, and it's also like the timer is not in yeah. your favor, yeah. especially yeah. in online events where your opponent can take it, fifteen seconds to choose whether they whether or not they want to play Crobat visibility and in best or they of one. just want to put it on the bench um, yeah best of one
1: yeah I mean, I, you look at this list and like i don't know i think what, what's wild to me is i look at this and i still see how much how much how many tag team pokemon are
0: still at the top i mean tag team pokemon are so good that's why they're played all the time
1: oh yeah but like you think about it and tag team pokemon have lost a lot of the support over this you know since rotation they had and there's not like there's more support being printed for them right like except adp sure (laughs) yeah you're right but like picarom uh all it's all that's happened to picarom is it's lost support along the way and it's had to adapt but like it's so broken that it was able to adapt mewtwo and Mew has only lost its options but it's so yeah because
0: it loses gx's and it doesn't gain them back
1: but it's already it's so broken that it doesn't matter so I'll be really happy to see tag team Pokemon go um, because then we'll actually get to see from the design perspective, the people who designed the game for the sword and shield era, because I think they think of them in those blocks. Um, We'll actually get to see what their vision was for moving away from tag teams and see that vision quote unquote realized in like, okay, what did they intend for the game to look like without these big basics? And I'm I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, speaking of, of design, did you want to talk about our last, uh, topic today, Jake?
0: So Sean kind of hinted at this last week. I believe, uh, he's been researching a lot of, um, magic, the gathering stuff. So Sean showed me this really, really cool video from GDC 2016, um, about like one of the head designers of Magic the Gathering and like how how they design their game and the lessons they've learned along the way throughout the twenty years at that time. It's yeah. been twenty five It's been five thousand. years
1: since this video.
0: Yeah. This I mean this video is not new by any means, but I still think it has like a lot of good relevant information. And Sean, kick it away with the topic because you know more you have more you know more you thought about this a lot more than I have.
1: (laughs) I I propose the topic, so I I guess I will set it up for for us to discuss, which is he covered a lot of lessons, but the one I want to talk about today, and we might talk about others later in future episodes, but he had one lesson called Make the Fun Part Also the Correct Strategy to Win in terms of designing a game that you want to make the way that people approach the game to win also the way that is fun to play the game. His reference was, some design decisions they made with one of their sets um, where I believe the strategy of one of the players was to uh, basically punish opponents for doing things, for playing cards. And so then the strategy to win when you're playing against that or when there's like a mirror using those cards is just for each player to not do things, to not put monsters on the field and it, what they realized is it made the game very boring and not fun to play. But th- because they incentivized a winning mechanic that was a perverse incentive or a perverse relation... Uh, not perverse. Uh, converse. Uh, inverse. Inverse is the word I was looking for. Inverse relationship to the amount of enjoyment you would have. So now that doesn't immediately translate to Pokemon, but... The reason I brought this up is I thought that this had some bearing on why the Pokemon TCG is designed the way it is and what that might say about why or or how the Pokemon company lands on the decisions they make for how the game gets shaped. Um, And what I mean by that is in particular, in particular is we complain a lot with the TCG format about solitaire that you the whole point of every game is like who gets to their, you know, desired state game state first. And that usually leads to games where there's not a lot of player interactivity. Like you just do a lot on your turn. Like there's
0: so much draw power in Pokemon. The interaction is Marnie and reset state. Right. It's like, which don't feel good.
1: And (laughs) boss, you could also boss, but like usually boss is like not bossing to stall a player, but rather you're bossing, as like a, I'm doing what I can do and there's nothing you can do to stop it. And like, that feels pretty crappy.
0: Yeah, it's different than like Magic or TFT. TFT?
1: Yeah, yeah, Teamfight Tactics or Digimon.
0: Yeah, where like, uh, you, you, like I think in Magic the Gathering Arena, when I've played it, like there were situations where someone was like, okay, I'm gonna play this card. And I'd be like, psych! Yeah.
1: There's something in Magic called this card. Like you play an instant card. And you can have them be like counter spells or like, and and that creates a whole other convoluted thing called the stack, which is like what Mm -hmm. effect happens in what order. Complicated, not good for kids,
0: (laughs) but like, it's it's, uh, yeah,
1: but Jake, uh, I I don't know. What do you, I'm kind of like making a, a leap here from the magic example to Pokemon, but does does what i am saying sort of make sense what did you think having watched that video and, and that topic
0: i think it i think there's a lot of like great things in there like in that video there are 20 lessons that they learned but i think one of the biggest things that they mentioned is like those 20 lessons are all like subparts to the bigger lesson or like one whole entire thing cuz like like you said everything crosses each other and everything connects and that's what makes the card game fun. That's what makes the card game exciting. That's what makes it enjoyable. Whether the card game itself is meant for players, meant for collectors, right? Because they even talked about how, like, they made a character, they made a card. I can't remember what it's called. Um, But, like, they made a character a ca- on a card that is not necessarily good. Like, people don't play it. <laughs> but pe- the community embraced it. They made figures. They made memes. They made like a different they made comics of that character like they just absolutely loved it and that's kind of like how it feels on Pokemon sometimes right like Charizard is usually not a good card <laughs> but they know that Charizard is going to be beloved they know that Charizard is going to be uh, bought a lot and they know that it's going to sell product a lot of times and like these different characters as well you know so I thought it was interesting to see that correlation, especially, you know, seeing that one character that's like, it's not good, but everybody loves this character.
1: I think one of those characters, a few of those characters, like Magikarp is I think one of those characters for
0: the Pokemon world. I think that was, yeah, Magikarp is a good one. Lucario, um, Greninja is usually pretty all right. But but I mean, in terms of like a character
1: that's not even in, like not meant to be the card, like, you think about Pokemon card art. You have, like, Magikarp, it'll be in the background getting carried away by some Yeah, and you have,
0: like, stories with some of the cards. Yeah. Like, I think they're, in Eevee Heroes, there's, like, a set of four cards that includes, like, Smeargle, Eldegoss, I think Meowth, and, like, some, another Pokemon. But they all, like, go through the same path, and you see, like, you know, Smeargle's paint on the trail. You see the different footprints and in the different Pokemon, and they each, like tell a story or like way back, I think of the X and Y days, there was a Meowth and Inke card that like connected. It was like Inke had found this like fruit or something and Meowth stole the fruit or vice versa or whatever. Like it's, it's those like fun things or the Charmander, you know, there was a, there was a Charizard line in the X and Y. I can't remember what um, series it is, but it's like, it's the Charmander and a trainer, like growing up or like the fishermen, you know, the different reprints of fishermen, each reprint fisherman is getting older but it's the same uh, fisherman
1: i did not you know? know that that's interesting
0: yeah like you you'd be surprised on how many like stories that certain pokemon cards hold and that's like that's another one of the reasons like the like it's so much more than like just playing right
1: yeah i mean the i think the the topic though about making the fun part the correct strategy i think that's why the Pokemon game is the way that it is, because the game designers
0: have made the decision
1: that what they think is fun for their players, which is probably true for the majority of casual players.
0: Yeah, for for a majority of their player base, yeah. not necessarily the, I don't want to say elite, Hardcore. that doesn't sound like the right word, but like the very small group of People highly competitive this players. <laughs> right. yeah, dude, yeah, those of you that listen to the podcast are probably or advanced in skill than the average casual player yeah that buys the battle academy box you know and plays with their kids
1: uh but like for them they have identified that what's fun for that audience the majority is doing a lot of things on your turn it's a um what's it called a power uh power fantasy kind of right like you're you're being allowed to play out this power fantasy because like i was saying Most other games, there is not the kind of draw power or deck deck search in most other card games as there is in Pokemon. And that puts a lot of agency into the player to say, I need to do a thing, I have a lot of tools actually to find what I need to do it, so I don't actually have to consider my strategy differently on every turn. Instead, I just have to like do the cards in the right order and that makes me, but it's, but like I said, that becomes very solitaire, right?
0: You have Yeah, all I think I've mentioned it, how like Pokemon, I feel like, has gone in this direction of like a more basic level mm-hmm. for like all the new players coming in. I don't know if they like five-headed all the new players coming in or they saw like an influx of new players prior to the pandemic, but then like releasing all these products, the new players, it's almost like perfect timing, yeah. you know? And then I feel like with something like Peonia and Path to the Peak, you know i feel like we're going to get into a more complex game state i hope that's my opinion i wonder how the beginning of the sun and moon era felt uh you know it, i feel like maybe with cards like versus seeker and stuff like that maybe it was it was it was a complex format and so it didn't have like a reset per se
1: i but. think cards like zoroark uh and the flexibility oh, yeah. and, and golise i didn't play in these eras but from what i hear um player choices were it, it, it I think it still sounds like it was very solitaire though right like pokemon as a broad design is not meant to be incredibly interactive and i think what we're seeing at least in the tag team era was a decision to make it so uninteractive and so like if i all i have to do is what i need to do on my turn and if it happens you can't win and I think that yeah. is what frustrated people Where at least with Zorark and others, like you can try to do what you want to do, but if what you want to do is fundamentally flawed, right? Cause you're not as skilled, then I will still win.
0: Mm-hmm. But now, yeah, I mean, think about Zora control when yeah. like DGG was playing Zorark control, you know, it was a control deck that took prizes. That's like, that almost never happens in the trading okay. card game.
1: So I, I don't, I thought it was really interesting. Um, I, I would like to talk more about card design in the future and game design, Jake. I, I don't know if you'd be interested in that or the list.
0: I'm always interested. I think we should bring someone else on though, to talk I about agree. it as well. So it's not just dingus you know, and doofus here exchanging. I, I will say brain cells.
1: I did listen to another GDC topic with the lead um, product designer of Pokemon. And I should look that up in my history. Cause he also has a Twitter and maybe he probably won't come on but if he did that would be super cool now he doesn't design the cards that we play because that's all out of japan but you said products right well i mean the north american company all they have the ability to do is design the things like battle academy the trainer's toolkit they can't actually design the game like the cards so they they do have their hands tied a little bit but this
0: person worked. It's at still super interesting. Yeah. Right. I mean, the influx of ADP players, I credit to the yeah. ADP battle arena deck.
1: Yeah. Like they recognized like, you know, what top tier players are going to want to do. And they try to support um, new player growth, which is like, that's all they can do. And they're doing a really good job of that in terms of product.
0: Oh yeah. The last year and a half has been phenomenal in my opinion.
1: But I, I, I ranted a bit there. Talked a lot but that's
0: this is this is a this is a this is a warning not a warning that wasn't the right word (laughs) this is a alarm this is a psa to tpci there is still time to send atrocious jake a chilling rains booster box to promote (laughs) the release of chilling rain as a pokemon content creator on (laughs) on any platform that you want it on you want it on tiktok i can do it on tiktok you want it on instagram i can do it on instagram you want it on youtube you want it on twitch you want it everywhere i can do it just uh there's still time to contact me. My business emails in the bio mm-hmm. of my Twitter account.
1: Uh, you can also contact Metapod, and I'll set. We'll we'll have it sent to Jake.
0: Yeah, if you if you want to send it to the Metapod, we're glad to do it on the on the show. I, yeah, we have a video yeah.
1: version now. So
0: yeah, we have a video version that goes up every week. I am all caught up. All <laughs> well since episode forty, I think. I'm trying to trying to figure out the way. Can you download? Um can you download previous episodes via like MP3 How, w- br- through like anchor? I don't think you can. I don't think,
1: uh, no, I, can you can, I I don't need to. I have all of the, episodes. Oh, well I would, I have, all I was the was audio like, files, my maybe it'd be
0: a good idea to put our like previous episodes on YouTube. I like, we make some sort of like, or I make like some sort of graphic, hey. you know, cause we just have episode 40 on, yeah, I mean, um, the uh, and there's 40 episodes prior to that.
1: We'll we'll do this after the pot, Jake. But I yeah. I can I can uplo- update the, the Google Drive with all the episodes.
0: Cool. So, Anyways, that's stuff. all we got today. <laughs> Again, you can contact me at at gmail.com.
1: Even if it's not a Pokemon company, if anybody wants to send Jake a box of Chili Rain, do Please. it. Just do yeah, it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I'll, I'll promote your stuff if you send me a box. I'll promote your stuff uh, if you send me a box. As, as long as it's not, like, illegal. Anyways. All right. Bye. God. Bye. Have a good right. day.